And we are live lead off talk with myself, Caitlin, and I'm joined by Gabe. And, you know, before I introduce Gabe, like I always do, I need to rant about something. I need to rant about how awful, how awful umpiring is in baseball nowadays. I watch a, a large amount of baseball each year, and especially this year, you know, games going on all the time, you know, when you have, if, if you're able to get like MLB at bed um, through, I think it's T-Mobile, if you sign up like the first week of, ba- week of the, the season, you get free MLB.tv and you can listen to all the games, you can watch all the out-of-market games. So because of that, I constantly have baseball going on, you know, playing in the background all the time. Not to mention, I've probably watched 80% of the Indians games this year, maybe even more. That being said, it seems like every series I watch these games, especially for the Indians, how awful the umpires are consistently. And what's crazy is like, they're, they're regressing like, I want to say, like, they're progressively getting worse, but, like, they're regressing in, like, the way they call games. Usually, like, every every series, when you see Angel Hernandez umpiring for the series of your favorite team, you go, well, this is going to be a long series. Now <laughs> it's these jabroni names nobody fucking knows of. And... and the strike zones, and it's really the home plate umpire, they have no rhyme or reason throughout an entire game. Usually if, if, if he's calling the outside strikes, then he doesn't call the inside strikes. If he's calling the high strikes, he's not calling the low strikes. Like, and, and honestly, this past series against the Twins, but again, here's the funny thing is, the Indians are in second place. They're... 10 plus games out of first place. They're 10 games out of a wild card. Minnesota, 17 games out of first place. Neither one of these teams are going anywhere. Yet, we have, and I'll take this at bat specifically, talking about there's an at bat, I believe it was in game two of this series against the Twins. And Miles Straub, who again, he doesn't strike out a lot so this isn't a a guy who strikes out a ton so maybe he you know doesn't warrant a a larger or smaller strike zone whatever he's somebody who doesn't strike out who has a pretty good eye it's a 3-0 count or 3-1 count the umpire calls a sinker up and in way out of the strike zone Again, up and in, a strike, like a get-me-over strike. Okay, you're going to call that? Fine. It was a ridiculous pitch. It was four inches off the plate, like in, and it was up. And Miles Straw, he's, he's not a tall player. He's maybe 5'11", 5'10". Like, he's not a, a monstrous human being. He's not like this, this giant presence in the batter's box. And then the next pitch... Miles Straw strikes out looking, 
because he takes a pitch down that was maybe an inch out of the strike zone. But it was, you called one pitch in the at-bat up and in a strike that was obviously out of the strike zone. And then you have a borderline low pitch and you call that a strike. I, I, I don't understand. Last yesterday, which this is what really just got me upset. There were two at-bats specifically I want to talk about. It's the top of the 10th. The Indians have second and third one out. Ernie Clement, a young player at the plate. He takes the first pitch, fastball away, fastball, you know, the outer third of the plate, strike one. It was a strike, fine. There's a good pitch. Second pitch, though, Tyler Duffy throws his curveball or slurve or whatever breaking ball he throws in. Again, a right-handed pitcher, Tyler Duffy, to a right-handed batter. He throws it in the opposite batter's box. It was literally six inches off the plate. It was not even close, and it was called a strike. The catcher didn't even frame it, like, you know, to try to seal a strike. He, it was so outside of the plate. I mean, it was just ridiculous. You call that a strike. Now it's 0-2 to a rookie. Next pitch, Ernie Clement fouls it off, fastball away. The fourth pitch of the at-bat, Ernie Clement strikes out on a fastball in because obviously he has to protect six feet outside of the plate on the opposite side of the batter's box. It just it just doesn't make sense. In the bottom of the ninth, Emmanuel Classe throws a pitch, cutter in to Josh Donaldson. It's called a strike, maybe borderline strike. It, I mean, it you can make a debate, but it was a but he was called a strike. All right, he's giving the inside part of the plate. The next pitch, the next pitch. I swear to God, <laughs> Classe throws a better cutter in that actually was over the plate and it was called a ball inside. It's literally seems like every game I watch, the umpires get worse and worse. I was never in favor of robot strike zone or robot umpires behind the plate, but I'm getting really close to it now because I just don't understand how you can consistently be this awful game in and game out. And again, there's no rhyme or reason to to these to these strike zones. It just doesn't make any sense. Gabe, hello. Oh, I agree. Sorry. You're good. I I, I want to add two things too with your little rant, which I loved. Uh, two. Well, one, umpires get away with it because there's no like, there's no like, if they have a bad game, there's no repercussions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not like, like if I do bad at my job, I get told about it. Yep. If I do it again, I don't have a job. You know what I mean? They get they do bad. It's like oh, just just go out there and next tomorrow you'll be fine. Just go to third base tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like that shouldn't happen. I feel like there should be some kind of like committee that if you're that Angel Hernandez shouldn't be in the game anymore. He should have been gone ten years ago. The fact that he's still here is upsetting. But like stuff like that just shouldn't happen. And also, um, uh, when you talk about the strike zone, like I'm used to like umpires having bad strike zones, but be consistent with it if it's bad. Does that make sense? Like, if I, 100%. if you're calling the outside pitch a strike, call the outside pitch a strike the whole game. You know what I mean? I think my problem lies, is like you're saying, like, if you call the outside pitch a strike and inside pitch not a strike, 
Then in the seventh, the ninth inning, when we're on a comeback or the other team's up, if we throw a pitch outside, don't call it a ball. Like if it's been a strike the whole day, like be consistent with it both ways. Like if you're going to be bad, at least be consistently that way. If like just be consistent, that's my whole thing. Like I, I I'm going to drum on it the whole time. Consistently, consistently be what you are. We understand not everybody's 100% correct the whole time, but like uh, it's it's so frustrating now to see these umpires. I mean, oh, it's just something that needs to, they need to do something about it. It's hard to because they have their own union. I, I, I don't mean, I don't even know what they could do to be honest with you. It, it's just like I, I just don't understand, and I can only imagine, you know, because this is this happens all the time. I, I oh, saw yeah. clips just this past week of the I, I think it was. Um, for the Phillies in, in their game, I mean, they had pitchers literally dotting like pinpoint strikes and they were just call balls. And yeah. maybe it's because we are, we have, when we're watching these games, we have like the fake strike zone, maybe. Right. And you don't ever really know how accurate that is. Th- then again, come on. Like if it's over the plate, it's over the plate. Right. Like, how do you miss that I've seen more pitches be called balls when a catcher sets up outside and it breaks back in, but it's still over the plate. But because he moved drastically to catch the ball, it was called a ball. It's like that, oh, those are the worst ones. It's like that that that's not how that's not how you call strikes or balls. Like it's it's is it it's over the, the ball plate? crosses the plate? Yeah. Just, or like when the um, when they 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 uh he asks for a fastball and they throw a curveball and the curveball is right over the plate but the catcher stands up and goes down to catch it and mm-hmm. it's like right in the middle and the umpire just doesn't do anything yeah it's like that's still a strike I mean it looked bad but that's a strike and, and I mean it's amplified by the fact that you know like a game like yesterday it didn't really doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But right. it's it was an awful umpire on top of the stupid ass extra inning rule that I'm just right. so tired of. Like them getting rid of that shit is by far. The, uh, I'm so grateful for that. You know, if, if anything, if you want, I think it's kind of stupid. But if you want to keep the seven inning double headers, fine. I'd rather have seven inning double headers than extra inning games with a ghost runner on second. It just doesn't. It's so stupid. At least seven inning yes, games I mean, that are, was... at least seven inning games are like real games. You know what I mean? Right. Like how do you, I... like how do you play extra innings, but yet you have a ghost runner and then the pitcher who's brought in gets the loss and an unearned run when he didn't even do anything wrong. Right. No. Yep. I agree. It just, it doesn't make it. it and one hit shouldn't make or break anything. Unless it's a home right. run. Mm-hmm. Or a leadoff trip. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yes. Like it just, I don't. Because then it almost incentivizes pitching around the first batter to get into a double play situation. Right. Well, it's like the game was upsetting too. I think it was yesterday's game, but like the last two innings, like ninth inning and tenth inning, was like both teams played the best defense I've ever seen in a game yes. in a long time. Yeah, insane. And it just gets – and it just goes for naught because the guy is at second base stop the inning. Right. Like, Which, Ernie Clement made one of the best, like, late, like, reaction jumps I've seen in a long time. Uh, our straw made a diving catch in center. And it's like, nope, none of that matters because the next end is have a guy at second still. 
Yeah, exactly. Or if he doesn't make that play instead of a leadoff double, it's it's a walk off single. Yeah, exactly. And which, yeah, which, it's... yeah, it makes that play more impressive. But at the same time, it's just like it shouldn't happen. It it it, it wasn't like a manufactured inning. Yeah, exactly. And but and exactly. then and then what happened to Ernie Clement? I mean, it's just like he strikes out because. A curveball was, li- I mean, it was in the other batter's box, and <laughs> even and even Rick Manning and Matt Underwood were just like, how how are we getting, how like this is ridiculous. It it makes no sense because again, that was the top of the tenth in the bottom of the ninth. You had with Class A, with a pitch again. He throws a better pitch the second time over the plate, and it's called a ball to Josh Donaldson. It, it just there's no rhyme or reason. You have. Earlier in the series, like I said, Miles Straw, it was a up and in sinker that was called a strike on was I think it was three and zero and or three and one, I think it was three and zero. It was it, it was such the bullshit get me over strike, but it wasn't even a strike. Right. And then two three pitches later, he strikes out because he takes the ball down, thinking, all right, if you're gonna call the if you're gonna call it up, you, you can't call it down. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my god. It just it's 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 bad, and there's no like I said, there's no there's there's no no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason why it it's just awful every single series. (laughs) It feels like no, yeah. Every series, I feel like I'm like these umpires. They just it's like none of them ever called a game before, like legitimately. No, yeah, I agree. I so yeah, I I don't know. That was my rant. I love uh, it. I, I, it's funny. Little backstory. I was trying to like, hey, Gabe, do you think we could uh, record yesterday <laughs> when I was like, had all this anger, but I'm still have all this anger. Honestly, <laughs> I just got work back into a shoot over the shit, but it's just like, man, God damn it, dude. It's okay. We love, we love rants over here. <sighs> we should probably just call our podcast lead off rant. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Instead of talking. Yeah. Um, so like we said last episode, we were going to talk about the teams and how they've been since their trading deadline and stuff like that. Um, but before all that, we had some very interesting news reported by The Athletic yesterday that it looks like baseball is considering, now I don't know how far they're going to go with this, a salary cap floor or salary floor meaning the lower tier teams would have to have a payroll of a hundred million dollars and teams that exceed a a certain threshold would get taxed on like like on their money kind of like in the nba where you have like the uh the luxury tax but the way it would work would be teams who allegedly can't afford a hundred million dollar payroll. And I say allegedly because I mean, let's be honest. They all can. Yeah. Um, so teams like the Rays, teams like the Indians, teams like the Pirates, um, they would get money from the MLB, from teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees and the teams that spend $200 million on a payroll plus the luxury tax, they would get money from the luxury tax uh, that the league 
kind of taxes on like the uber rich uh, teams. Right. I believe that's how I read it from the mm-hmm. article from the Athletic. Yes. What are your, your thoughts on that? It's amazing. It's it's something that needs should have happened. It needs to happen. Could you? Okay. Could you imagine Chris Annetti with an extra seventy three million dollars to spend? Are you shitting me? We're in second place right now, and we have the lowest payroll in baseball. Imagine Chris Annetti with seventy three more million to work with. It's just it's it's it makes me excited. Like, like it's like come on, like let's do it. Yes, we need it. Uh, it's like I just it, there's so many things that could happen. Like not even the Indians, but like the Rays. The Rays are competitive every year, like the Indians. And they they do 19 offseason trades every year. Yep. And it's just the Pirates are still going to suck, but <laughs> but just like the Indians and Rays with a hundred million, even Oakland. Look at Oakland. I don't know what their payroll is right now, but like Oakland, usually one of the teams with not a lot of payroll, and they're always winning too. It just and the, th- the sad thing is, $100 million to baseball teams really isn't a lot. <laughs> but for the Indians, like the Rays, it's so much money. And it just, oh, it's just something that I would love to see. I think it should happen. Oh, it was just, it just, I, we need it. We need it. So the two things that I thought of off the rip when I heard these things was, obviously, it's great for small markets. And the two main reasons would be, well, the one main reason would be obviously they get more money to build a team around. But because of that, teams like the Indians don't have to become the the memed minor league teams for the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Mets. They can keep their own homegrown players and I think that's what that's what's lacking in baseball when you have a guy like Jose Ramirez and again this is this is where like the Indians talk comes out because it's so easy to to talk about these things you know being a fan of them it's like imagine if you knew the Indians had a a legitimate opportunity to re-sign Jose Ramirez to a five, six-year deal worth $30 million a year. He would be worth it 100%. But it was always the Indians can't afford this. Now, like you said, they get what? 70? Let's just just 60 more million dollars to work with. And then they could make, then they can make 20 of that go to Jose Ramirez, who's already making 8 million. So all you have to do is add another like 20. Yeah. 22 million for for Jose Ramirez while also you can, you know, you don't have to have a minor league outfield for half the year either, you right. know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And my second thought was so that that was my first thought that homegrown players have a, have a legitimate opportunity to then stay in the market and and their team that they grew up with especially if you're a good organization like Cleveland, right? Because that's like, again, it, it's not because Cleveland isn't a well-run organization. It, it's the opposite. It's like they're so good at these things that they end up, you know, developing 
players who just they they don't fit their play role anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I hundred percent. It's so it so it's way better for those teams to so, to then be able to sign their favorite players and their star players to long term deals. So that means maybe right, Shane Bieber. So that means maybe Shane Bieber. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that that's the thing. Like if imagine, like you said, sixty million dollars. We get we give uh Bumez another twenty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We give Bieber a long term chat. We still have what probably twenty ten million left to have on this team. Exactly. With two guys locked up, yep. like oh my god, yep, like, that's all I need in my even, life. Whether it's one or two, even even if you have to cut or even if you have to trade Shane Bieber at some point, you could still have that one guy that you build around, and he's like right. your franchise player. Exactly, and which is awesome, oh. and I, and that's that's what baseball needs, and hundred percent. I I think it would be awesome. And number two, which I think is an underrated part of this conversation, is that. To get to that $100 million payroll, teams are going to have to give out some crazy contracts, mm-hmm. which means your middle-of-the-road baseball player is going to get paid more. Which is good for baseball, in my opinion. Which is good for baseball, and yeah. it's good for the Players Association, and it's good for the union. Yeah, now exactly. this is Now this is where, you know, how much pushback will – Teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees and Boston, who have these crazy payroll numbers, how how far are they going to go to maybe push this away? They're going to try their best, I think, because I I don't think the Yankees want the teams like the Indians and Rays to have that kind of money. Oh no, 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 no. Especially no, like no, the Rays. No. I mean, I, I think the Indians with that money is like scary. But like, think of the Rays too. Like, yeah, they don't they don't want that. I mean, think at all. Yeah, not not at, exactly, and and that would mean they can't, you know, like the the uh, New York, right? Just like mm-hmm. let's just talk about them. They can't potentially trade for a Brian Reynolds two years before he's a free agent for yep. prospects on you know on the dollar on on, on compared to what what he is, you know. They can't trade what six prospects away for Anthony Rizzo or Joey Votto. You know what I mean? Right, right. So in the so in the long run, run for them, it it obviously hurts them. But I think for baseball in general, I just man, if they could work this, if they could work this out, um, that would I mean it would be a game changer for the entire league, honestly. And it yeah. would, I think it would do nothing but. Make it more competitive, in my make opinion. It, yeah, ma- yeah. Number one, make it more competitive, but and help money wise. But also, like, like players, I, I just, I just think the whole thought of, hey, this is our favorite player, and he's gonna stay here forever. Right. I just think that's so underrated in, in a, the psyche of a fan, and maybe because we're just bruised and battered as as Indians fans, but it's just like, I don't know. Like if you're if you're in Minnesota, and I don't really know what their payroll is, and I think it's it's a pretty big amount, but it, that gives you an incentive to to re-sign someone like Byron Buxton or Pittsburgh to to re-sign Brian Reynolds, even though the team around him might might not be good. 
for the time being. Right. But that being said, like, hey, like he's he's at somebody. least he's a, he's at least our guy. You know what I mean? And right. you would no, rather yeah, and you would rather pay your really good players over, you know, you know, mediocre run in the mill. I don't want to say mediocre, but just your average MLB player. But those players are still going to get paid even more by teams like Pittsburgh and Colorado and shit like that. And the right. there's 11 teams. I just looked it up under a hundred million this year as of right now, 11 okay. teams. Okay. Where are those 11 teams? Uh, okay. I'll go like, uh, I'll go highest, lowest Milwaukee at 96, Texas at 95, Arizona, 89, Oakland, 88, Detroit, 85, Kansas city, 84, Seattle, 81, Tampa Bay, 70, Miami, 57, Pittsburgh, 54, Baltimore, 52, Cleveland, 48. That's total payroll. That doesn't count. That's not your, like, 40, man, or the 26. Mm-hmm. If you go by 26, Cleveland has, like, 27. But, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But that's, that's insane. Like, like, my the biggest surprise is Colorado is still above 100, which I don't know how. Is it because they're probably paying? Probably because they're paying for that contract yeah. still. Yeah. But like Miami, like just think if they had fifty more million, they got a good pitching staff. They could actually build around, build an offense around that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oakland, give Oakland twelve more million dollars. That's right. Or even like look at look at like a like Tampa thirty more million, Seattle twenty nine. Seattle's a pretty good young team. Yeah. You give them twenty nine more million. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's teams like the Rays or the Rays and the Indians would uh, in Oakland that would discourage teams like the Dodgers and San Diego and New York and all these giant money teams to like say maybe we shouldn't do this. Right. But that being said, like, man, why not? You know what I mean? They need to change up something, and they need I, to, they they need to. It's just hundred percent. Yeah. Also interesting, the uh, Angels are seventh in payroll, and it's just funny looking at their team knowing that. Yeah, and but really, it's because they have Mike Trout, yeah, and Otani, and, and Philly's and, five, and nobody else, and yeah, you know, Anthony Rendon got hurt. But it's like they never. It's like when they did invest in their pitching, it was never really that great. Um, CJ Wilson, I always used to meme that he was like awful. I went back and looked; he actually had a decent Angels career. But it was okay. again the, the the failure of like Josh Hamilton that was the failure, right? Uh, I mean, for I mean, I don't want to shit on Josh Hamilton, but it's just like, you know, he had his own issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean it's true. But like they never truly invested in like their pitching like depth, right? And then like you have this year, they're five hundred, and. Or maybe they're one game over 500 because they won today. I'm looking at the standings before, um, before like the the official games from today, but like they're 500 basically, and it's Shohei Otani pitching every what sixth day, and then after that it's like, yikes! Like it's not, it's not much. No, you know what I mean? No, yeah, no, yeah. So, <sighs> but yeah, overall I think a very good thing. They're able to. I mean, do you yeah, I mean, do you think, think this happens? Do you, honestly, do you think it happens? Or is it that just too good I, to be true? I think so. I think a, 
I think there's so much pushback anymore with like fans. And I think Manford's trying to figure out that people don't like him either. <laughs> so he's trying to do anything to get on the good side. And I think like, I think, I think all fans look at what's happening in like Pittsburgh and like think that that shit shouldn't be going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like even if you're a Dodgers fan or Yankees fan, like you, you can't be looking at like Pittsburgh and Cleveland and be like, yeah, that's, that's good. Like that's true. They should be like, let's say whatever you want about Lindor getting traded. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a good move or bad move or anything, but like, He's a once a generational type player at the time, you know what I mean? Yep. And the Indians get basically, I mean, they, they could have got so much more, let's be honest. Oh, 100%. I like what they I like what they got, but they could have got so much more. And a and, lot of that was because the there was no minor league baseball last, you know, last year. Yeah, exactly. And we got they gave him up, and it's like that shouldn't happen. The Indians shouldn't be trading a guy like Lindor because they can't afford him, because they should be able to afford him. And so some of the league should look into. That's why, they, yeah, I'm, they, it needs to happen. I think it does happen. I don't know how soon or anything like that, but I think it does happen. I do think there's going to be some pushback, though, from the big big teams. But I feel like, I feel like the teams the, the team's fan bases are going to be hurt enough that they, they make this happen, in my opinion. God, I, it needs to happen. It really yeah. does need to happen. It does. So our main discussion which, again, it's been, what, 20, 25 minutes of this podcast already <laughs> uh, with my rants and, and talking about the, the news of the day. But we did say, like I said, we're going to recap, um, like, the training deadline and, you know, kind of look at how teams have been playing since the deals. Interesting stuff. So, and you can hear my paper, like, <laughs> my ASMR. Um, I looked at from, I believe the date was August 2nd or 3rd till today, before the games are played today. So at most teams have played, there was a couple teams that played 14 games. There was a couple game teams that played 12 games. Um, but like that's, you know, basically a two-week sample size of, like, going over trades and stuff like that. Now, some teams had players like like Jock Peterson has been on the Braves since the middle of July. Um, there were deals like, you know, we covered. There were deals way before the deadline, and some teams and players have played on their teams, uh, like, a, a couple extra days. But these are – they're – these specific teams' uh, records since um, the deadline. So, do you right. want to guess? Do you want to guess who has the best record uh, since, since the deadline? Since the deadline. I mean, two teams pop in my head. It's either the Giants or the Yankees, I think, or it could be the Tigers. Shit. I'll say Tigers. Oh god, I'll say Giants or Yankees. All right. So the Giants have went ten and three. Okay. The Yankees actually have the, I would say, the second best record. Uh, they went 11-3 and three okay. in the last 15 games, 14 games. Um, but the best record since has been the Atlanta Braves. They are 11-2. Oh, and two. Damn. They went from, they were a 500 team in third place to 65 in 56, in first place, two and a half games up on the 
Phillies. Three and a half games up. Sorry, three and a half games up. You have the Dodgers, 10 and two. You have, um, trying to hear, like, like I said, the Yankees, 11 and three. The Yankees have been pretty impressive. They are now in second place and I believe hold a wild card spot in the American League um, and would host a, a wild card game, if I'm looking at these correctly. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting looking at these uh, looking at these records. Um, but it it also makes sense, you know what I mean? Atlanta, uh-huh. an entire revamped outfield. The Yankees, they get Anthony Rizzo, they get Joey Gallo, even Andrew Haney. I mean, he pitched really well against Boston the other night, I believe. I mean, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. The Yankees have the main Yankees have looked like great, and I hate the Yankees. So the, for me to say that is, takes a lot of me. But they've looked great. I, the Braves, I, I, the Jorge Soler was like the guy that we all thought about. Like why? Mm-hmm. Mostly because there was no. He doesn't really. He he doesn't play a good right field, and he was DHing when he was playing with Kansas City. He goes to the National League, and yeah, multiple home runs since. Uh, the Braves uh, acquired him. Yeah, and he's like, I think he has like one of the highest OPSs since deadline two. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard that. He's like up there with Harper since like the deadline. But damn, yeah, it's a, that's wild. Is there anybody else you're kind of curious about? Um, I, as the, I know the Padres have been bad, right? So the Padres. Like decent to bad. Uh, five and eight. Five and yeah. And T- it's funny because Tatis did when, miss some time too. Right, but it was funny when they had. It's not funny, but like when they went through the when we went through the winners and losers the first time, we all said every team in the West that bought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But looking back at, it, do you think like, do you think they should have like instead of getting Frazier, which is a guy like it, Frazier's nice. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, but they the one thing that team had was infield, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking back at it, didn't they like think maybe we should have went and got some more pitching? I know they tried for Serger, but like I know not getting them sucked, but then obviously him going to the Dodgers is even worse. Yeah, so do you think they have any regrets not going to get pitching? Probably, I mean, probably, especially if someone like Scherzer who's yeah. on a one year deal or on yeah. the last year of his deal. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think there's a little bit of regret and. Then, like you said, for him to go to the Dodgers instead. Right. Or, and this isn't a shot at Frazier, just putting out there, too. I love Frazier. It's just. No. And, and again, they traded for Frazier, I believe, like that was even a couple of days before the deadline. So they yeah. were kind of before um, before everything kind of happened. And then, again, not to not, not to get. I mean, maybe they should have been in the Trey Turner sweepstakes beforehand. I mean, the fact that the Dodgers got – I mean, the Dodgers did, did give up a lot, but the fact that they they got Trey Turner and so Max yeah. Scherzer to be on the Dodgers just blows my mind. And now it seems like – because Corey Seager's been – I believe he's been banged up. It, it kind of sounds like he won't be uh, – he won't be back next year because he's a free agent. Yeah, I think that – I think they're committed now to um Turner. And after that slide at home uh, a week ago, how can you not be? I'm trying to look at the rest of these. Like Houston, five and seven. 
Tampa, they are nine and three. The White Sox. Tampa's eight. nine and three. Yep. Uh, Chicago yeah. eight and five. Milwaukee nine and three. Yeah, nine and three. Boston five and nine. But again, uh, Schwarber just came back like a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, and they're getting Chris Sale. They got Chris Sale back. He made his first start over the weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, Oakland seven and five, yeah. Uh, Toronto seven and seven. My goodness, Toronto. To to say to have all your hopes and dreams on Brad Hand. <laughs> I just I could have told you not to do that, but yeah. here we are. But here we are. Um, I just I just think that's hilarious, honestly. Uh, oh yeah. Let's see. Um, Cincinnati. Let's see where we had Cincinnati. Nine, yeah, nine and five. Nine and five. No eight. Wait, no. no I'm sorry. They are eight and six. Eight and six. What helps that your uh, Joy Votto is going on to fucking be MVP Votto again? Yeah, I mean it's holy pretty shit. Crazy. That it's, that yeah. man is. Put on a show. He was like, I'm not going to hit 300 anymore. I'm just going to hit bombs. And it, they're only a game and a half out of uh, the wild card spot. That's a team I've always loved Cincinnati. Just, I mean, they have so much swagger on that team, in my opinion. Like, oh, were, another disappointment. Sorry. Go ahead. Were, go ahead. They make baseball fun, no doubt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And what I was going to say, too, like, I don't know. Are we talking about disappointments yet? Can I talk yeah. about another one? Yeah, go ahead. The fuck, the fucking Mets. Yeah, I, well, I was gonna. They're they're next on my list. Oh uh, my god! The Mets are four and nine since. Yeah, the none of the none of nobody in the team's working out right now. The owners calling out the team. The only one in the team actually like doing good, in my opinion, like from afar, is Strowman. Is is their owner the Dan Gilbert of baseball? Dude, he's two and. Oh. You can't be calling out your team like that. It, first off, no co- no player wants to go to a, a, a person the owner's gonna call them out when they play bad. You know what I mean? Yep. Nobody. I mean, I mean, I don't know if they thought they were gonna re-sign Baez after the year, but they can. I mean, they're not making a, a good uh, good uh, thing to try to get them back. Yeah, I just <laughs> it's um definitely interesting that that whole yeah. Mets situation. Because again, you have an owner that obviously cares. He's was a fan, grew up a fan. Uh, he's a billionaire, um, so it doesn't like it's not like he has he doesn't have the funds. Um, they obviously signed like Lindor to a massive deal this offseason. I mm-hmm. mean, it's uh, oof. And then you have the yeah. news that there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance Jacob Degrom does not, and I repeat, does not pitch the rest of the year. Yeah. It's not looking good, and as of right now, they are. Let's see here, four and a half games out of first place in the East, and five and a half games out of the second wild card spot. The good thing for them is like that East is even though there's a lot of good teams in my opinion, none of them want to take like a strong like hold on the lead. If that makes sense, That's like true. I don't That's trust true. any of them to like run away with it yet. Even though the Braves have been playing better. But I mean, when you have an MVP player like Freddie Freeman playing first base, right, and who could just carry a team, 
like he did. Right. The, and, the problem with the Braves, go ahead. You know, it's no, go ahead. My bad. I'll, uh, the I'll, problem I'll with the Braves, finish. in my opinion, okay. is like as much as I love Freeman, like just the outfielders they have, even though they're playing good right now, a lot of them can go in slumps that last forever. They, they don't have that consistent guy behind Freeman, in my opinion. Like, That's I guess true. the ball, but like Solaire and Peterson, they both go in. I mean, we saw Solaire bat 170 the whole year. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and Peterson, we've seen him go in those slumps where he just doesn't get a hit for like three weeks, it seems like. And I don't think so that's the only thing that, upset, see, that scares me about that. And I don't think Eddie Rosario's played. Yeah, yet. he hasn't played yet. So who knows when he comes back? Yeah. So, yeah. So, but go ahead. That's that's my whole thing about them. That they just kind of make me nervous. I think it's funny because again, when we talk about the Indians, we we think of a robbed year. But the fact that the Mets have all this money to spend, and they're going to claim it to be a. Uh, a, a robbed year because of all the injuries. I I also think it's it's equally hilarious because they're like, well, yeah. you know, Jacob Degrom. It's like, okay, yes, Jacob Degrom. Oh, Noah Syndergaard. Well, he hasn't pitched in two years. <laughs> right, I, I forget Carras- Noah Syndergaard even played. It's like Carlos Carrasco. Yeah, what? Because he, he tore his hamstring or something. Yeah, he did. He did something and wild he, like that. And, and he he missed like the first three four months of the year, and he's just kind of gotten back. Um. But it's also like he's also 34 years old. So right. just like, you know, there's question marks with that. You know, Francisco Lindor getting hurt. But it's like when he was healthy, he wasn't playing well anyway. And now Javi right. Baez like is on is is on the injured list. So yes, they have missed a ton of players. That being said, I do think it's funny. Like they kind that they're gonna have the same excuse as, as Indians fans, yet the payroll is just massive difference mm-hmm. between the two teams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Uh, one of the other teams I thought was kind of funny, uh, the Colorado Rockies are have been 10-3 and three since uh, since the first week of August. Oh, well, also, I mean, Story's, Story was gone for a while, wasn't he? Now he's I, been he's back and completely healthy, so I could... Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Minnesota, 8-4. and four. Again, yeah. multiple walk-off wins, including two against the Indians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Pirates, one in twelve. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at the all. I mean, Cubs. what are the? Uh, yeah, as I say, what are the Cubs? The, the Cubs, two and twelve. <laughs> but there is a winless team, the Baltimore Nationals. Orioles. Ah, zero and twelve. <laughs> what are the Nationals? Almost winless. Uh, three and ten. Three and ten. Yeah. Yeah, three, three and nine, three and nine. Three and nine. Well, talk about two organizations, the Cub and Nationals, who basically just—I mean—they gave up this year. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, they're doing what they wanted to do, technically. But it's also funny, like looking at the like, like seeing because like, again, it's a two-week sample size, but I just find it hilarious. Teams like Philly, who at the time fifty-five and fifty-three, uh, six and six in the last twelve games. Uh, the Angels, 54 and 54, are now, or were, because they won today, uh, but they were 61 and 61 entering today. Like, <laughs> like just, just mediocre, like, mediocre teams just continuing to be mediocre. Yeah. The Indians, 52 and 53, uh, now are 58 and 61. So fucking de- depressing. 
but it's like it's it's funny you know what i mean it oh 100 yeah it's like like those teams like they just fit but you know like we said there's also the teams like the mets that just went that were kind of coasting and now it's just like yeah four and nine and they're probably out of it yeah especially if the the atlanta could because again atlanta has that like like they know what they're doing like they have right no exactly the veterans they're very um i can't think of the word they're very experienced like they know they've been there exactly exactly yeah so yeah and they got a and another piece of them too like a lot of people don't know about they got the ball back which is such a good pickup for them in my opinion but yeah. yeah And, you know, they, they made one of those weird trades that, that Tampa is known to do when they were involved with. They, they got Rich Hill. No, wait, yeah. Rich Hill went to the Mets. No, Rich Hill went to the yeah. Mets, yeah. Yeah, my bad. My bad, my bad. No, yeah, you good. How was he done? Oh, never mind. I don't care. I hate Rich Hill. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I think uh, I mean, that's all I have to, to, to really say. Uh, yeah, I we talked I about st- everything I wanted I, to. I know I started with a rant. You you got in. I love it. No, I I ran. I'll let you. I ran the last week. I think I'm. I honestly think I'm good. Um. Uh. Damn. Ahmad Rosario, stop playing better shortstop. (laughs) That's about (laughs) all I want to. Fuck. That's about all I need to say. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know if anybody's watching Little League World Series at all, but those umpires suck on with more than Major League Baseball. That's god awful. Holy shit. Um. Is it like but yeah, are they are they pinching it, are they pinching pitchers? Or no, is it they're just giving like, if you throw the ball over the plate, if you throw the ball and it hits the catcher's mitt, they'll call it a strike. It's that bad. I feel bad for some of these kids. They have to screen at everything. Oof. It's it's sickening to know that these guys are on ESPN. These kids will have the just be complete shit because of it. Um, but yeah, it's not, I, I don't got much anymore. I don't got much. I don't know what what are we gonna go over next week? Just What's going on in baseball again? Yeah, I mean, we could always find something to yell about. Yeah, I'll, I'll have something by then. Someone, totally we should do something to piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. Lance, oh, here we go. Lance thing getting kicked out because he threw his belt at the umpire is the funny. It's not a rant, but that's the funniest shit I've seen in a long time. Was he was so funny. upset getting checked again. He's like, you know what? Just take my fucking belt, and they kicked him out of the game. <laughs> I find that amazing. <laughs> yeah, because initially like, when it went, like, they're like, oh, he got – he got kicked because of a foreign substance. It's like, damn. Yeah, that's what everybody like, thought. Everybody ER, like, ERA leader, like, he's yeah. been amazing after, you know, a few years of being, you know, an, an up and down pitcher. Right. Um, he signs a this giant extension. And now he's a cheater, but nope. He's not a cheater, just gets mad if there was his belt at the ump. <laughs> I love it. I think one of the funnier, funnier things was the, was it Hector Santiago, the, the left-handed pitcher for who try to run away in the mound? Well, no, I don't. I don't know. But he was, so he was like the first player to allegedly get caught with a foreign substance. Yes. And then, I don't know, but so like, there's this weird like, you're suspended for ten games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, oh, this is interesting, and and it's funny after the game they interviewed him and he goes like, I. I wouldn't do that, blah, 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 blah. And then I believe it was him. I, I'm going to have to check. But I believe during that 10-game, that 10-day period, 10-game period when it's like 
kind of in limbo where it's like, what are we, are we going to like suspend him or is he suspended? He, right. he pissed hot. <laughs> I, I, I could have been him. I don't remember that, but it, it sounds about right. I believe it was, let me, I, I really want to make sure. Do you remember yeah. that? Do you remember no, him? No, it was him. So, yeah. It was him? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That's him. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, because, okay, ESPN, and this is for, they just, I think it just copied it from uh, the AP. Uh, New York, turns out Hector Santiago was using more than sticky stuff. That's what, <laughs> that's what the first line was. Suspended that's 80 awesome. games Thursday, and that was July 29th by Major League Baseball following a test of an external testosterone. Well, he got it, and so did um, Ramon Doriano, right? Those are the two players this year? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was another so, one. Right yeah. before the Indian series, he was just like, yep, yeah. he's going 80 games. And uh, Thank God they got Marte. I, yeah, I think we we briefly talked about it. Yeah, but it's just – it's what is it, 80 games now and then a full season, and then you're suspended forever, isn't it, something like that? Or is yep. it just go by season then? Is it, it's so three I, strikes or something like that. Yeah, so it's 80 games, a, hundred, uh, a full season – and then basically you're banned, but I believe it's like you can reinstate stuff. Could, you could ask to be reinstated. Okay. Because so I know Clause has got 180. Yeah. So he does it again. He's gone. Well, he got what? They gave him 60 well, he, because it was yeah, a short season. Yeah, it was a short year. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But that, that, that's, that's why someone like Robinson Cano, he did not retire. He just two yeah. years, which again, yep. he went from being borderline, I would say, I would say maybe eventual Hall of Famer. To he's not making it. I don't. I think. thought he was a shoe in to be honest with you. Until all this stuff came out, but the way he was going second base with that kind of power, shoe in, and yeah, he was actually, good defensively. You're right. Yeah, you're I mean, he, right. He was the smoothest second baseman I've seen in a long time, and he had the smoothest swing too. And then they're just like, not once, not twice, but three times. Are you shitting me? Come on. No, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. A hundred percent. Sixteen year career, and he hit three hundred. Yeah. He aver- he averaged thirty three home runs. Wait, is that right? He averaged no, he averaged twenty four home runs. Twenty four, but second base that's good. Yeah, but and three hundred, yeah. Yep, eight time, yeah, eight time All Star, two time Gold Glove, five time Silver Slugger. Yeah, he's series. never making it now. No, yeah. like Barry Bonds can't make it. He never tested positive. Fucking Cano is never fucking making. <laughs> yep, that was. Uh... <laughs> Am I wrong though? No, you are. Uh... That's what I can't wait for. To be honest with you, I know we're we're going we're going on a lot before this ends, but I can't wait till like the off season and we have like a sit down talk about uh, Hall of Fame and like the voting that's coming up and stuff. Dude, I have a lot we'll of have our, about yeah, that. Hell yeah, we'll have our own. Uh, we'll have our own Hall of Fame ballots that we'll do. Yeah, that's that's my big rant. That's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that'll do it. Like I yep. said, um, let me shout out my Twitter now. Well, Follow I mean, me. Yeah. At Yanez Gabe 13 Y N E Z G A B E 1 3. And you can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin No C L E. That is Caitlin K A T L A N. Knows K N O W S C L E. And uh, just follow me on there until I just get tired of it and eventually delete it. But. <laughs> So, uh, as always, friends, take it easy.